Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf and Francis Beck from Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker in studio. And we have uh, St. Francis Prep High, uh, Francis High School Prep Hockey Coach Anthony Day in studio. We're going to be talking some hockey a little bit later on. We have news and notes. Plenty going on. Uh, shout out to all you plow guys out there. I know you guys are uh, putting in some long hours. Put it on, Keep it locked on WGR Sports Radio 550. It'll help make the time Go by as you listen to some great uh, program. Of course, after us, it's Sports Talk Saturday. Don't forget the Sabres are on tonight at 7. Derek Kramer in the driver's seat. He's taking care of us here. Morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Ah, it's about time. I I'm missed. feeling uh, very Olympic today. Yes, it's, you are. You're, all, you lo- you're an Olympic guy. You I love, love the it. Olympics. Uh, uh, something you just said bothers me. Uh, Everything you said I say some bothers of the guys, you. Uh, with the plows putting in long hours, what are those, like 65, 70 minutes, those hours? I don't understand long hours. Well, they're out there putting in. It's not because it's not just yesterday. It's the day before. you know. So they go home, they get some sleep, go back out. Then don't forget. Yeah, but you aren't got, the hours the... still 60 minutes long? What's a short hour? Oh. Come on. You do that on purpose just to confuse me, Anthony. Why me? Why? Why me? I'm recovering from surgery, and this guy's got to do this to me every week. I should have stayed on injured reserve. It would have been a lot healthier for my mind, at least. You all better watch. All Raj? you care about is yourself. You don't have no consideration for me. <laughs> Why me? Mm, Why glad, me? Glad to have you back, Anthony. Thank you. We missed you last week, but uh, yeah, a little bit too to much his, pain to make it last week. To his credit, uh, Frank in the anchor chair did that just like he knew what he was doing. Very impressive. He yeah, he does a great job and understands what the format is and what we're doing here. So I had full confidence in Frank, knew he would do a great job. Thank you, Frank, for well, uh, Rich Sanders was sitting across and threatened me with death and beatings if I screwed up. So I mean that's that, good motivation. Exactly. You've got to have motivation, Frank. And that's how, what it is. And, and Rich, Rich is, is here for motivation. Not you, today, but you know what Rich has been able to accomplish on the field. Yes. <laughs> that's the last person I want to see. You know, threatening me with bodily harm is rich. Yeah, cause well, especially those that are as easy going. You know, you dra- drop your guard against someone like him because he's always upbeat and all that, and all of a sudden you say the wrong thing and look out. Oh, yeah. there's there's something deep down there, man. You don't. You're wanna... gonna wind up like me in a sling. <laughs> I just can't wait for him to become a head coach. Because you know we're going to write something about him and we're just going to go off just to get a reaction. Oh, yeah, then all bets <laughs> off or, you know, 
our ex friend Rich. He's, <laughs> he's our head coach. We're now, now criticizing. All bets are off. He's overdue. He'll, he'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get to news and notes uh, before we get uh, we get into talking about uh, updating on uh, girls hockey. Congratulations, to the flop. We'll get to that in a little bit. Raj, what do you have for news and notes? Uh, a couple things uh, we reported last week that uh, Mackenzie sees. Had an owie on her knee, and we were hoping that it was not an ACL injury. Well, it's definitely an ACL injury. She's done for the year. Probably won't be playing basketball for six months. Sacred Heart loses for the rest of the year. BCANY in uh, August. She probably will be just starting uh, any little basketball. So, Mackenzie, get well soon. We're thinking about you. Also, we alluded to last uh, week, and he was officially celebrated last night. Once more, congratulations to uh, Mark Kenzie, 400 wins. Looking forward to uh, the playoffs. Uh, attention post office, uh, Jeff Anastasia and uh, Mark Kenzie will be getting their mail at Buffalo State for about a week. Please keep that in mind. Do they get a dorm, too? Uh, you don't want a dorm there. They should. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So are you Shout saying, out to Tower 4. Are you saying they would graciously decline? Oh, yes. Or you can give them an apartment at Monarch 716, but that's a whole nother set of issues. <laughs> Tower 4 was legendary back in the day. Go so, ahead. again, congratulations to Mark Kenzie. 400 wins. That's impressive. 33 years, 400 wins. Wow. Yeah. Be careful. Some parent group may be forcing him out, you know. Oh, exactly. That's how it goes in Western New York. You're successful and the parents want to toss you to the curb. We Uh, expect undefeated every year, state championship every year. If not, you're a bum. Get out. The more wins you have, uh, the less qualified you become, the more qualified the parents that you coach become. (laughs) Well said. Extremely well said. Uh, Francis, news and notes from you. Yeah, on Thursday, Haley Kiersitz, um scored five points in the final five or three points in the final five seconds, and she hit a three at the buzzer for Lancaster's forty-eight to forty-five win over Clarence. That was amazing. I saw the video, of the buzzer beater. That was pretty uh, intense. Actually, it was five points in the last three seconds because she sunk two free throws when they were down two points. Uh, you know, free throws in the middle of a game, maybe, but you know. We don't want to put pressure on you, young lady, but we need both free throws to tie. But we don't want to put any more pressure no, on no pressure. Already we haven't had a lot of buzzer beaters this so, season, uh, I don't think, either. Yeah. Uh, Friday, New Fane Girls Basketball. The, they became 11-0 in the New Orleans, uh, New Orleans League with a 54-36 win over Medina. A couple of signings, girls soccer, Hope Balling of Tonawanda. She's heading to Canisius for soccer. And Test Ford of Elinzville East will be going across town to UB to play Division One soccer. Uh, Joanne Driesen has officially signed with Bryant to play football. And last week, Narden won a national squash championship. Really? Yeah. Glad you mentioned. Uh, I think that's the first time squash has ever been mentioned on this program in 16 years. Well, if it was mentioned before, it was uh, part of the trimmings at Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad you did mention uh, the uh, Newfane win uh, against Medina in the Niagara Orleans League. And uh, another shout-out to uh, Paige Jamborski. She's just having a good old time. It's my understanding she only played a couple of quarters and still scored 20 points, sunk five from outside the arc. 
All right, before we get to Frank, if anybody is near Dave Hack, please have him call 803-0550. We're waiting for him to call in to promote the Jim McNally-Dave Hack uh, offensive lineman camp. I'm going to get to that in a little bit, give him some time to call in. But uh, if uh, Coach Jankowitz is listening or, or Coach McNally, you better wake up, Hack. He's supposed to be on, on right now. Go ahead, Frank. Okay, um, we got an email from the New York State Public High School Athletic Association, a call for officials again. Um, it's on our webpage, wnyathletics.com, also on the Inside High School Sports Facebook page in our group. If you're looking to become an official, now's the time. Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be retiring, and uh, honestly, youth athletics is in trouble. If we don't start getting more people to step forward to become officials... Um, uh, that's, you're not the only area where it would be in trouble, by the way. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a statewide problem. Yeah, it, it's, it's probably a nation problem, nationwide yeah. problem, to be honest. But you know, you look at how many people want to step in there and be abused, you know. And I, I you know, I can't blame the. You know, I'd love to do it. I'd love to get involved. You know, I, I want to do things for the kids. But I'm going to go somewhere, you know, regardless of sport, and I'm going to be abused by the parents. No, thank you. I understand. I completely understand uh, people's, uh, you know, not wanting to get involved. But yes, we do need officials. If uh, you get, if you're the type of person that eh, that kind of stuff doesn't bother, you can let things roll off your back. Then please, all by all means, uh, you know, sign up. You know, with the officials, um, you know, you read a story today in the Buffalo News about a, an Amherst coach that it physically assaults another parent in a locker room because. They had to share locker rooms, and one of the teams wasn't moving out fast enough. And you know, it's it's just, out of hand. It's, it's absolutely out of hand. You know, and and, you I, know? and I was only joking a little a little while ago when I mentioned how a parent group is going to form to uh, you know boot Kenzie out because he's too successful. You know, it, it <laughs> thing, and, and I don't know how you get, uh, get get everything back into control. I don't know how how you put the horse back in the barn at They've this point. They've had those. They a lot of schools and organizations have these code of conducts that they send out to the parents when they're registering. We do their that kids. youth football, and and it's. But I don't think they're enforced. That's the problem. I don't think that those those forms you sign them, and no one ever thinks about it's it. It's not again. strict enough. They You're need, right. They need to be enforced and. And I don't care if that kid is the best player on the team. If his dad's a jerk or his mom is overbearing, get him out of here. You would not believe, or maybe you would, what I saw Wednesday night at the Girls' Fed Championship. This mother was absolutely F-bombs flying, absolutely flying, and everyone can hear it. And this woman, finally she was thrown out. Good. Finally they walked her out. Good. Best thing that happened in a long time. So congrats to those people involved with throwing this lady out. And if you're listening, you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourself. Well, I do this every summer. I do a, a show concerning, you know, focusing on youth sports. And believe me, we're going to be doing it again this year. A couple other things. I want to give a shout-out to Trevor Book from NT. He dropped 42 points. No, I'm sorry, 40. 40 points against some high school in Kenmore. I can't remember which one. <laughs> And uh, it's you're, a you're bad. <laughs> it's a 42 year record that he broke. So really? congratulate. Yeah, Joe Kraus tweeted that out this morning. So thanks to Joe for that. Um, Harry Skull, big fan of the show, good friend of ours. I believe he's due some congratulations. Yes, he will be inducted into the Springville Pop Warner Football Association into their Hall of Fame. So That's awesome. Many congrats to Harry. Thank you very much. Long overdue. Um, Great guy. Des Randall. This Bacon is from Rich, and he threatened me with a beating if I didn't get this in. And I would have done it even if he didn't provoke me. No, but anyways. he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have, Rich, I'm telling you. <laughs> he has not lost a game since he's been at West Seneca West. The football program went undefeated. 
in the regular season and all the way through the state championship. Right now, the baseball know. team's going, hey, you, you doing anything this spring? The track, hey, come on, come on over here. Um, Tess, we don't want to put any uh, extra pressure no. on you, but you haven't lost a game since, uh, you know, you got there. But uh, <laughs> you know how it is with uh, winning streaks and all that uh, Right, or he's well, called the Prisway. Can I get a raise? <laughs> well, they're, they're twenty and zero right now. They won the ECIC championship yesterday. Um, twenty and zero already, so they're done with their regular season. So they're done. And the thing is, Rich said this is the first school that's ever been able to do that in football and in basketball. Have two undefeated regular seasons. Yeah, so we'll have to verify that. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with Rich. Um, the other thing was I was at the. Uh, Oh, Cole Donhauser from Nichols had four goals a couple of nights ago in a game against a team from Toronto, although they did see they lost last night. But still, he had four goals in a game a couple of nights ago. He's a good friend of ours. Um, West Seneca West, West Seneca East hockey game yesterday was insane. Uh, West Seneca West, I think they won 8-3. to three. I Was was it 8-3 to three or 8-2? to two? Anyways, it was it was a tough game for East. But I want to congratulate the the everyone that was there. I mean, it was pretty – I don't want to say they were on their absolute best behavior. But normally that game is like, bring out the foil, Hanson Brothers, slap shot. It's insane. Put on the foil, night, coach. I'll tell you what, those, you know, those parents deserve some credit last night, and there's a lot of uh, police presence, don't get me wrong. There's four or five of them there making sure everyone's on their best behavior. But, and they were. There were. It was a tough physical game. The Trojans were embarrassed 8-3, to three, and there wasn't one single punch thrown they all went through the congratulatory handshake line after. It was senior night. Um, get this. Kyle Haydick, a football player at, uh, at West Seneca West also, right, caught a couple of touchdown passes from Matt Myers. Well, he fed Matt Myers a pass yesterday that he put in the net. So, for once, Kyle kind of returned the favor to Myers. There you go. And that's happened. Actually, that was Myers' only his second goal of the season. Oh, so what does he think he is, the Philadelphee Eagles quarterback <laughs> receiving the pass instead of throwing a pass? That's what it was. Uh, Myers actually had two goals last night, but a sophomore, uh, Billy Coughlin, uh, Coughlin's Law. Billy, anyone get that joke? No. no. Okay, Coughlin, he had three goals yesterday. He had three goals on the entire season heading into that game, so now he doubled it up after last night. Congratulations to the Indians. I, I don't know if they'll meet up again, but there's a good chance they'll be on opposite brackets. Playoff start this week. What was your congratulations to Flop? Come on. I was going to let Francis oh. do it, but the Flop no, is on. We already went by Francis. The Flop is in us. We go. Uh, they are the Section 6 uh, representatives. They can, Repeat. Yeah, they can win a regional championship, not a state title, because it's there's not enough teams or sections representing, so they can't win a state title. But they're out going to take state on. Championship. It is? Yes. I thought it was just a regional. They can't have a state title because there's not enough. There you go thinking again. All right. Well, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure they can't help. win a state title. But anyways, um, congratulations to them. They're in Oswego now. And if you want to follow the action, the flop does have a Twitter handle, just like we do, IHSS550. Um, you can follow them along on Twitter, at GoFlop, I believe. I or flop. Flop GVH. Yeah, GVH. We'll be retweeting it all day. Yeah, so you'll be able to follow along all the action from us. We go. Congratulations to the girls, and hopefully they can get it done. That skinny analyst team, though, they're really, really good. All right, Frank. Well, excuse me, Anthony. Off the top of your head, this thing we said about uh, West Seneca West being uh, twenty and zero. Now they're not going to play a pre-quarter or anything, so they will move right to the quarterfinals, where they will 
probably be the number one seed. I don't know if Will South can pass them. My question is this. That's two weeks from yesterday. Now, can they have scrimmages? Are they allowed at this point postseason scrimmages? They're not going to play a competitive game for two weeks, Frank. Yeah. That's why it stunned me when you said they were already 20-0. and 0. I'm just reading Rich's tweet. I know that they clinched, but that doesn't mean that they that they still don't have games to play. Well, no, you're only allowed 20 games. Oh, that's, that's the right. maximum. So I don't know. I don't know how that works out, especially with scrimmages. Because remember, in baseball, you could get X amount of innings as far as a scrimmage, and that's and that would count as a scrimmage. Well, at least basketball don't have to worry about pitch counting yeah. and things like that. But, I mean, still, I just two weeks before their next – Next game, they will host. That's a long idol. Yes, exactly. And I just know, are they allowed to scrimmage Timon or whoever, somebody from, well, no, couldn't be Timon because Timon's got quite a schedule yet to finish up because they play 24 games. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. If you're out there listening and you know the answer to that, send us an email, a text, or whatever. But uh, that that, that just blew me away when you told me that, Frank. Sorry, Anthony, didn't mean dinner. I do know in the Catholic uh, Championships for hockey, uh, St. Joe's will open up against Timon. I know that much. All right, can we move on? Oh, all right, go ahead. You're not going to take no for an answer anyway. (laughs) All right, I promised my good buddy James Mallory I would pass this along. Under Armour, under the lights, flag football. It's an eight-week-long flag football league that starts April 27th. Uh, Games will be on Friday evenings, open to boys and girls, uh, K through 8, uh, each winner goes to the University of South Florida for a national championship. Registration is now open. UAFLAG.com. Capital U, capital A, capital F, capital L, small a, G.com. Contact James Mallory through James Mallory at USAFlag.com. So if you're interested in signing up for uh, flag football, this is a great way. You know, maybe some parents out there are a little hesitant about letting their kids play uh, tackle football. This is a way that they can still learn the game and uh, develop their skills at a younger age. So great opportunity. I know we are exploring a uh, flag football league in NASA. Uh, so I'm waiting to hear some information from Ray Turpin as to whether that's a go or not. But I think flag football is and can be the future of football as you're starting to see states proposing bills, including our ridiculous state of New York, wanting to ban tackle football. It's 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 out there. So just so that you're aware of it, oh, I, I, know, I believe uh, Maryland, the California, are are out there too. Yeah, Illinois, New York are amongst uh, the uh, states looking to ban. Uh, tackle football. Whether that flies or not, I don't think so. What we'll see. All right. As we were waiting for Dave Hack to call in, he obviously is not going to be able to make it this morning. So I will pass along the Jim McNally, Dave Hawk, 2018 uh, offensive lineman skills and technique camp. Look, if you're a young lineman. This is a camp that you can't miss. This is a, a way for you to learn uh, from the experts the proper way to block. You want to win championships? Learn to block. It all starts on the line. Uh, they're going to emphasize safe run and pass blocking fundamentals. The uh, camp dates are uh, February 28th, March 7th, 14th, 21st, 28th, April 11th, 18th, 25th, May 2nd, and May 9th. Camp cost is $200 per player. All camp sessions will be held from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Ellicott Elementary School, 5080 Ellicott Road in Orchard Park. 
Uh, this is a helmet, T-shirt, shorts, sneakers. No pads will be worn during this camp. Uh, Hands-on knowledge from experts for the players' personal protection. Emphasis is on the latest in safety for run and pass techniques that minimize head contact. Uh, create greater awareness of head uh, position and using the player's hands to avoid concussions. So there, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, you can contact James McNally or you can contact Dave Hack. Either one of them will uh, provide any information. Or you can call 716-239-7935. That's 239-7935 if you have any questions. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk hockey, namely St. Francis Prep Hockey. You're probably asking yourself, what is prep hockey? Well, we have Anthony Day here to explain all about it. We'll be back with more after this. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Frank Wolf and Francis Beck from Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss is here, and we are joined by Anthony Day, the head coach, St. Francis Prep Hockey, and that's what we are going to talk about today. All right, uh, prep hockey. What's yep. the difference between prep hockey and federation hockey? It's a good question. So I get it a lot. Well, first off, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure. It. Um, yeah, so the prep hockey and federation differentiator. So at St. Francis, we have a Fred team, and obviously we have the prep team, which I coach. Um, so I guess the goal for our prep team is, is kind of getting out there and playing, you know, some serious competition outside of our area. You know, our model is, you know, if you want to go on and play Division One hockey, Division Three hockey, or even attempt to play at the next level, you know, I think the competition that we face is, is you know, what prepares you for that next level, whatever that level may be. So you guys are traveling around playing prep Correct. teams. Yeah. And doesn't Nichols have a prep team as well? They do. So the same sort of model, but they're independent, whereas we're in a league. Oh, the Midwest, okay. The Midwest Prep Hockey League, and our league goes, you know, we have a team as west as Chicago and as north as Quebec. That's so a lot of traveling. It's awesome, yeah. So the way it's set up is, you know, each weekend – of the season, we would, you know, one team would host, and it's kind of like a league show up there, play our league games, right? Get our league games in, and then, you know, the next time we have a league meeting or a league kind of weekend, it'll be at another host um, school. So it works. So you're out. not playing during the week; you're nope. actually playing on the weekends, right? And all, all these trips are everyone comes to that spot. We get our league play, uh, league games in, and then you know, off to the next weekend. So, how many games in a weekend typically would you play then? It depends if it's if we're playing the other conference, the other side of the division or the league. It would be five, um, which is a lot, and we're trying to add more weekends so we don't have five game weekends. Um, starting if, Friday or starting Saturday? Friday, so okay. it'd be one, two, two. Um, but for our division, it's just four game weekends, right? Because there's only five in a in a division. So we are thinking about adding to the league. You know, we're looking in in Michigan. There's um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which is a good program up there. I think the more we can kind of expand, the more scouts, the more eyeballs the players get to play in front of. So it's just a different model of, I guess, a way to expose the players. 
Now, is this something that you know players that are playing federation hockey they want to get on the prep team? Yeah, that's the goal. You know, the goal is you know for the fed team you know to be you know a feeder into the prep team, and that's the way our whole program's set up. Um, you know, the seniors that are playing on the fed team, you know, maybe they just wanted to stay local and, and know they're just going off to school next year and wanted to just stay home versus you know being in the rat race like we are and you know missing school and being gone and traveling. So I totally respect that. You know, there's a couple couple seniors that called me and said you know hey i think i'm just gonna stay home and and prepare for college which i was you know it's a great decision and that's something that you decide on but you know for the juniors sophomores i I do believe that fed is kind of a launching pad and then you know hopefully the goal is is to be in the prep team now you you uh scouting getting to the next level uh you guys heavily scouted with prep hockey yeah i mean we we get all the exposure you need you know and i can speak for for myself and i was a four-year player and a graduate of st francis in 2009 you know my assistant coach Vinny scarcella is a grad as well and you know we played there all four years and got the the exposure we needed and went on to play division one hockey I so that's it. how yale found you was through playing at st francis that's Prime. when they first found me it was my senior year we had a little bit of a discussion but i knew at you know personally i knew i needed to play a few more years and physically develop and, and expand my game a bit so you know i had my first contact with them in, in high school and it was great because they knew the school i went to was you know not your average, you know, public school. So that was kind of the first check of the box. Wow, he's going to a great school and his education's in order, which is obviously something they seriously look at. Um, and then I went on and, and won and played the USHL, um, the top junior league in the country, and then eventually landed at Yale. But, you know, for the exposure our guys get, it's it's all you need. You know, if, if you're good enough, they're going to find you, and expect, especially in the places that we play. What about academics? I mean, how uh, I'm sure that you guys are pretty heavy on the academics as well as the playing. Yeah, and, and I always tell the story. I think it's just a kind of a good way to put things in perspective. You know, I had a ton of teammates of mine and juniors who were getting recruited by all the schools you, you dream of, you know, the Michigans and North Dakotas. And, you know, once it got to that point in the discussion to say, hey, can we see your transcript? You know, and it's, it's not there. You know, I, I've seen the faces of guys who've gotten the call saying, you know, they just pulled my scholarship. I can't get in. So I know what that's like, and and I know for a fact the St. Francis education was a reason that finally got me into Yale, and they told me that. Question. How many years between uh, your senior year at St. Francis and when you entered Yale? Yeah. I, I played two years of juniors. So I graduated St. Francis in 2009, and I was at Yale the fall of 2011. And how did two years away from academics affect you when you enrolled at Yale? That's a great question, and you know that's something that it's about time he comes up with a yeah, good question. Yeah, so that's that's funny. Was, <laughs> I remember when I actually they flew me out to New Haven to to meet with the admissions, and that process was very kind of rigorous. It kind of um, had to be overwhelming. Like, it was. yeah, I'm talking to Yale. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to the dean of admissions, and she's like, "What have you been doing for the last two years?" I'm like, "Wow, it's a great question." But it, I, I, you know, I knew that was my goal, and I was doing a little bit of what I needed to do. I was taking some community college classes that they recommended. Didn't transfer over, but just kept me into the game, I guess, on the on the educational so side. So you didn't tell her Netflix and chill. That's no, what you were doing. No, I no. did not tell her that. Okay. But it was Yeah, uh, they don't want to hear it. It was that. a little bit of manufacturing. Well, no, two years away from <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Rush. We still supposed to remember that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying after St. Francis you went and played USHL, which had a number of players selected into the NHL draft oh, yeah. this past year. They're doing much better. Yep. So for two years you float around the USHL and then you go to Yale. Now for those two years, did you have someone advising you to kind of stay in touch with the academic side of things, because if your goal is to go to Yale, I mean, who is talking you through those two years to stay 
you know, up on academics, if you will. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, probably for the first, I would say first full year of, of my junior experience, I, you know, I knew Yale was there, but I was also being recruited by, you know, a ton of other schools and I was kind of exploring their different ways. And then once I, once I knew that, you know, I mean, at that point, Yale was one in the country. So I knew it wasn't, I wasn't giving up any hot, anything on the ice and, and it's, you know, the school speak for itself. So once I kind of knew that was real, you know, I reached out to their assistants and, and they were great with it, recommending, you know, some classes to take while I was and juniors, you know, books to read, you know, they're awesome in that process. And, and they know, you know, if they want to continue to recruit players that are playing juniors, they need to make sure that they're coming into freshman year ready to, to do their schoolwork because they're not taking that lightly. So it was, uh, it was a mixture of my junior coaches who have been through the process before and me reaching out to the L assistants and just the school in general. That's, it's, it's great that you've got such a background that a young player can say, you know, Show me the map, and you have the map, and and how to uh, you know get to that that next level and play in Division One hockey. Um, developing players now, you know you've you've played, uh, you're a coach now. Now it's up to developing players. What do you look for in players? What do you uh, require players to work on? That's a good question. So I you know I think you know I'm I'm in an interesting spot where it was only you know two and a half years ago. I was talking to you guys earlier before we got on the air, but two and a half years ago, I was playing in the NCAA tournament, and you know Jack Eichel's team ended my career. So I'm not that far from playing in those games. So I know the kind of players they're recruiting. I know the differentiating skills you need to play in this style of hockey because it is different. You know, you might have a coach who's you know in their 50s. The style that they grew up playing is not what's going on today. And I'm very fresh and know what. What kind of defenseman is going to go play Division One hockey, right? It's a different style. As, as a defenseman, you need to not just defend. You need to, you know, participate in the offensive side of the puck, moving the puck, right? It's not the old give me a six foot five defenseman and let him just yeah. You're not putting trees in front of the, the right. net anymore. So I, I just I think about the player development side of it. It's it's just developing their skills that differentiate. You know, the guys hear me say that a lot, and I just think it's important to, you know, make sure you're developing. The areas of the game that you might overlook, and that you know, in today's what are some of those areas? You know, I think, you know, moving the puck, right? You, you take it for granted. We do passing drills for forty-five minutes a day, and it's probably drills you've been doing for a lot of time. But we just focus on different areas of it. Whereas, you know, you do it, and it's just run through the motions. I make those those drills not run through the motions, right? It's focused on where you're catching that pass, where you're giving that pass, right? Not making a thirty-footer when you can just make an eight-foot pass to an open guy. It's right. It's just seeing the game and knowing where everyone else is and just kind of controlling <laughs> the angles. It's just – it's kind of du- – it's difficult to put into words, but when you when you see it, right, in a practice, when, when me and my, my assistant coach, Vince Garcello, who, you know, is a, just finished playing professional hockey, so he he's someone I lean on obviously a ton, when we blow the whistle and say, hey, listen, you need to be five feet lower than that, right, just because if we want our players to flow, <laughs> everyone needs to be in the right spot. So it's stuff like that that I don't think – the average coach is, is really focusing on. So I well, think- like in any sport, vision is so important. It's what, uh, you know, you see it as a coach, but to get the players to see yep. what you want them to see, to see the open space, to see where players can be, should be, and will be. Yeah, and that's another thing. I remember when I, when I first took the job, I, I was... It was... I think I reached out to a ton of my, you know, former teammates and, and just asked, you know, how... Because I'm used to speaking with you know fellow teammates, my peers who you know are on that level already. So to be able to come back here and coach you know 15, 16, and kind of speak that language, 
right, to something that they'd understand um, was a challenge at first. But, you know, it, through practice and, and now I think I've, I've figured out a way to really kind of, you know, show these guys what I'm what I'm saying, because I know if you're probably just looking at me drawing the board, it's probably a lot for them to digest. But I think it's it's been a great job, you know, from them for adjusting to this new kind of style of the staff and us, you know, just learning as we go. You know, this is our first year coaching. So um, it has been a challenge in first, but it's it's been awesome. You know, I we love running practices and being at the rink again. You know, it's something that I didn't have in my life for two years and it's something I always want to have in my life so it's just such a great chance for us to get back to Buffalo um, and just to get back in St. Francis and, and bring that program to where it needs to be and where it was when we were there you know my team we had eight commits we had eight guys go play college hockey you know and that that's not what it is anymore you said you spend for 45 minutes on just passing how many hours a week do you have to practice with these guys so on a, on a week where we're home on that weekend, right, we're not traveling, we, we usually skate four times, whereas if, you know, if we're traveling on Friday morning, it's three. So I would say, you know, on the normal week, right, we'll, we're practicing four times. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, focusing on those, those, I guess, overlooked, but not just overlooked, just kind of I'm going to do this drill and through the motions every time, right, like a, a simple you know, passing up the ice drill, whereas, you know, when, the way we focus on it, it makes it a little more difficult because you're focusing on a skill that you really haven't thought of or a thought in this way, right? So it, these guys are really starting to kind of, their minds are opening like, oh, wow, why didn't I think of it that way before, right? And it's it's just, it's interesting to see and it's awesome to see these guys develop so far because it has been, you know, a lot of a great traction with a lot of players. It is amazing when you get a, a young person to you know, you teach them whether it's baseball and how to swing a bat, and now all of a sudden you see them in a game and crack, they get that hit. And the look on the player's face like, wow, coach was right. If I do this, if I adjust my hands like this, I'm going to have success. And when you see that player, uh, when you see it click, and that, that, that really makes you feel good as a coach. Yeah, it has been, you know, in, in this year so far, there's been a few of those moments where I've seen it, um, you know, and it's just awesome to see the guys, the look on their face when they come back to the bench. You know, we had just one kind of just side story. I remember I told one of my forwards that, hey, you know, I think you should get, have a grip stick, right? His stick wasn't grip, right? So I think his bottom hand was sliding a lot when he was shooting and he wasn't getting anywhere near the velocity he could if that bottom hand was on a, a grip stick. Mm -hmm. And there he goes, I think around Christmas, he might, he might have asked Santa for a grip stick. And, <laughs> and since then, his shot and the amount of times he's scoring in practice, the shots he's getting off in the games, he's able to shoot it a lot quicker and he's a lot more confident. Now, because of that little change, now he's shooting in that scenario instead of maybe passing it You know, when he's in, in that shooting area. How does a grip stick work if you're doing a slap shot? Well, I, I, the slap shot I don't think is in the game that much. But it's it's not. It, I mean, your hands still slide very well. But I think having those hands on there firmly versus if you're not using a grip stick, you know, that bottom hand tends to slide a little bit when you're actually pulling the trigger. Right. And you just don't get that extra velocity. So, I, I mean, I personally, I'd made that change late in my career, I think when I was around 20. Um and it, I, I know what it Ladies. did for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Well, my career you know, like, ended pretty early, so late you know, late and early, I guess. But What yeah. I like about that, because, you know, I know kids probably, and, you know, in defense of the parents and all that, parents are a generation prior to the current generation, so they did things. They teach the kids the way they did it when they were playing and all that. And like uh, Coach says, the open, you know, one of the players, gee, I never looked at it that way. Well, that's the, uh, you know. 
Roger's still used to a straight blade, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, absolutely. The unisex blade. Oh, here, yeah. oh I could go one better. Yeah. Black friction tape. Oh, on boy. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's something. But I like that with the grip stick because half the time, uh, to me, when these people wind up like they're posing for a picture to take the slap shot, yeah. you're playing right into the goalie's hands. Yeah, and, and the defense. You're not surprised at anybody when you wind up like that. But no, yeah, you don't want to uh, telegraph but it. But that's just you know something that I just noticed. I'm like, hey, maybe you should think about this. And now you know those little things. Those little it's things. awesome. Now he's you know ripping the puck in practice. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we have one more segment of Inside High School Sports with Anthony Day, head coach, St. Francis Prep Hockey. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is on. Following us at 11. Plenty to talk about. Keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Next week, basketball CD meeting. So we're going to... Roger's going to put together with his uh, super-duper computer. He's going to figure out who's playing who. And the only thing we're not going to be able to figure out, Roger, is the coin tosses, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll have it pretty much put together. I'll have to plug in if there are still Friday night games that would, you know. That could impact. Well, if there happens to be Friday night league games, and if there is, it will be probably make up a game that was weathered out for one reason or the other. Okay. But, other than that, I can get right off the website. Uh, the only my only question would be if again if there's a tie in PowerPoints, a coin flip. So I might have to give you a double scenario. Uh, right. But other than that, I pretty well should be up to date. Yeah, because then we're going to get into we'll, we'll be doing playoff talk uh, pretty much for well the rest of February and into uh, into March, uh, and then all the way up to the state championships, and and then we'll switch gears into the uh, spring sports. I know it goes by so fast. It's crazy. <laughs> We're talking with Anthony Day, head coach of St. Francis Prep Hockey. And uh, during the break, I mean, just the stuff that you were telling us is absolutely amazing. Uh, the skill level that these kids have, uh, the speed at which they're skating at. I mean, you know, I asked you, you know, the difference between the speed of, of a you know, Fed player versus a prep player, you know, and it's, it's that next step. So everywhere you're going, it's getting that much faster, bigger, stronger. Yeah, I always try and think about that as like think of a reverse funnel, right? Every step you take, there's that smaller group of people in that group that can actually excel. So, you know, when you go from Fred, to prep, to prep hockey, you know, the players that we play against, you know, we were talking earlier, I, I think, you know, some of the guys we were playing at that Belmont Hill tournament in Boston, you know, some of those teams have, you know, six, seven guys already committed to go play Division One hockey or have junior teams lined. I mean, those are some... And they're big-time Division One team oh, hockey. Oh, yeah, we're not... Yeah, we're talking, you know, hockey schools, Northeastern, BU, BC. Lake so Superior, sure, so I mean, on. You know, Maine. You're, you're talking, you know, the big guys are there. Right. And we're, when we're right there competing with them. So it's, it's the right place for us to be. Now it's just changing, you know, our culture. Every skate, every every rep, every practice we have, you know, that's what we're trying to tell our guys. You know, every day it's it's up to you guys to kind of get to this where we need it to be, you know, because we know, I know, my assistant Vince knows where it, where it can be. 
are the college coaches calling you guys now and contacting you? Tell us about this one, yeah, that one. It's been funny because some of the guys that have reached out either recruited myself or Vince when we were in the process, or it's former teammates that are you know getting their first kind of assistant job. You know, there's a, a couple of guys I know the assistant at Sacred Heart. You know, Vince obviously knows the guys at Kenesha, so they were at our practice a couple of days ago. Um, it's it's been nice to you know when you when you talk to these scouts and you have. The, the kind of resume that Vince and myself have, and you know, we you guys have already there. had the relationship so it's, with it's them. It's such sure. an easy conversation. There's so it's hockey's such a small world, but especially for well, the big part is, is that the colleges are going to trust you if they know you. They yeah. were your teammate. They have a trust in you, so they yeah. know you're not going to feed them a load of garbage. Yeah, and, and that's been great because a lot of the conversations we have with these scouts have been, you know, a lot past just the small talk, right? That we can actually get into a lot of nitty gritty. You know, do we think he can play at that level? You know, can he play in that league? You know, because I've had experience playing a hockey east like bu is a lot different than playing minnesota right those are two different programs with two different styles right so i kind of know where what kind of program these guys have and you know will player acts fit at that program maybe not but i think he fits that league and what you have going on so it's just having that experience and then been in that you know for four years and, and vince for four years right i think it's just awesome knowledge for us to pass to our players and to to sell them right? well it's great that the kids you know and i mentioned this before they have the map now you know, and they could talk to you and Coach Vincent about what do I need to do? What do I need to work on? Uh, I'm assuming that a lot of these players don't need to be motivated to get into the training room, work on the weights and work on their cardio and, and things like that. And that's been something that's changed. You know, even through my career, you know, I wasn't working out in high school, you know, but now, you know, we're doing a program in the summer with the guys. It's just that's something that we need to evolve with. Because, well, sports is taking it to that next level. Is, no matter yeah, the sport, you have to hit the weights. Yeah, you have to train. Totally. I remember my first, you know, my first four months in junior hockey, we're practicing every day. We're playing. I'm playing against 21-year-olds. I'm 18, and I weigh 150. So I knew, I mean, I was... You know, I had no energy by Christmas break. So I that's me not working out. And I was like, oh, I was awoken. I'm like, oh, wow, I was way behind the ball. Thank God for, you know, the skill and whatever it may be. But today, you know, you have that has to be a box you check, right? You need to be put in the work in the off season, but not so much, you know, obviously in the weight room. But I think skill development, you see a lot of guys kind of just take summers off. Right. And that's not the world we live in anymore. You know, those if you want to go play Division One, if you're not working on it every day, you know, someone else is. And that's a fact. So, you know, skill development camps in the summer, you know, going out there, if it's even just three on three with your buddies, you know, that was in the summer going out there and just playing, you know, some small area games with your friends. That's when I always felt that I, you know, you can try new things out there. It's exciting. So, you know, I really stress to our guys to go out there and skate as much as you can. Right. Because that's where you can really try new skills. So, Coach, you mentioned earlier St. Francis Prep Team is part of the Midwest Prep Hockey League, and you have a very interesting tournament coming this weekend, your playoffs. Do you talk a little bit about that and maybe the schedule? Yeah, so our playoffs, we're hosting, like I said earlier, each kind of school hosts a certain weekend in the year. So we're hosting our playoffs this weekend coming up at the Harbor Center. So we are playing um, in a playing game. We have the nine seed. So we're playing in a play-in game Friday morning, 10-15, at the Harbor Center. So there's two play, uh, play-in games, and then the quarterfinals will go throughout that day at the Harbor Center. And I really, I would really encourage a lot of you know guys, families, anyone out there want to go watch some some great hockey. I mean, some awesome speed, some great talent. It's uh, it'll be a fun day. That Friday will be the conclusion of the quarterfinals, and you know I'm willing to say there'll probably be some upsets on paper. Um, and then Saturday will be the semifinals and, and the final on Sunday. So, I mean, it's it's four games. So, 
you know, I went through that and, and no, it's just get on a run. Who knows? And some of the camps that you run uh, off season, what are some of those camps you run? So St. Francis, you know, we, we do a lot of skates for all of our players. You know, once our, you know, our 18U, our midget program has their tryouts, you know, through April, May, June, July, we're on the ice at some sort of, you know, some extent, right? If it's twice a week or not. And, you know, Vince and I are going to start putting together our own camps. So it's, um, you know, our, like I said, our first kind of summer here <laughs> back full time to be able to kind of go out there and, and kind of set up our summer the way we want to run it. So it's uh, big things ahead. For those who are interested, they may want to, uh, you know, inquire about St. Francis Prep sure. Hockey, or they may be interested in, in any camps or clinics that you and uh, Vin put on. How do they contact you? Yeah, so my email is prephockey at stfranciscoshigh.org. Um, it's pretty, uh, I think that might be the best way for people to reach me. I, you know, I have that and. Pretty uh, quick to reply on that, as well as just our website, you know, our school website. If you want to reach out and to see more information, not just the prep team, but the other teams we have, right? We have a, we have a full suite uh, of options for for our St. Francis hockey players. Plenty of opportunities out there for young players as far as hockey. I mean, you guys, St. Joe's, Nichols, Canisius, you guys have multiple teams and it's at different levels, and it's a great way to develop players. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Can you just repeat that website? He said that awfully fast. For yeah, so. My my email is prephockey at stfranciscoshigh.org. H-I-G-H, St. Francis High. Dot org. Not yep. H-I. H-I-G-H. Okay. Thank you. you thank it. you for clearing that up, Raj. All right, Anthony, thank you for spending thank you time for this, this morning. Uh, thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.